Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Streetwise Athlone In this series, we learn about the old and recent history of the streets of Athlone, hear the thoughts and memories of locals and tourists, and the changes we might see in the future. Episode 18, Bailna Mullia. Historian Garrod O'Brien tells us about the history of the area. Most of the knowledge which we have of the history of Bailna and Clunakilla comes from the researches of the late Edward Egan, who collected the history and folklore of these districts and recorded them in his two books on drum and in his fascinating account of milling on the Crana Cross River. He tells us that the great antiquarian John O'Donovan recorded in his Ordnance Survey letters for County Roscommon that the ancient name for Bailna was Craganalavan. It was later known as Ballymully, which in time became Bailna As both the modern names Ballymully or Bailna literally translating as the mouth of the ford of the mill, suggest this townland on the banks of the Crana Cross River was closely associated with a great milling tradition. In Clunakilla, there was a monastery in the 12th or 13th centuries, which, like the monastery at Drum, came under the jurisdiction of the Cluniac monks in Athlone. During the drainage of the Crana Cross River, some 60 or 70 years ago, the millstone from a horizontal mill was found at Clunakilla, and this may well have been from a mill attached to an earlier monastery. There is a small graveyard near the church ruins in Clunakella, with gravestones dating back to Victorian times. The commercial mill in Clunakilla was owned by the Byrne family in the 19th century and operated as a corn mill known as Burnbrook Mill. It was taken over by Dr Gleeson of Athlone Woollen Mills to become an auxiliary branch of the Athlone Woollen Mills in 1858. Looms and carding machines replaced the old mill machinery and local girls were employed there until the 1930s. Burnbrook Mills served as a training depot for civilians during the emergency and in the 1960s the building housed the Shantan Tannery but this was short-lived. The old mill building was demolished in 1998. There is a story told that on the evening of the final assault by the Williamite army on the town of Athlone during the siege in 1691, that the Jacobite general, the Marquis de San Ruth, was partying in the house of the Nocturns at Cartran in Bailnamolia, while many of his troops were camped nearby in Monksland. In local lore, the Marquis was dancing with one of the Nocturn women when word came that the Williamites had taken Athlone Castle. The house, a substantial two-storey house, survived until about 50 years ago when it was finally demolished. It was known locally as St. Ruth's Castle. Bailnamolia itself has two thriving mills. Bannon's mill may have started life as a tuck mill for flax, which was later replaced by a corn mill, which was run by the Bannon family for over a century. The second mill, Millbrook Mill changed hands during the 19th century 
when it passed from the Kelly family to James Doyle, a corn merchant and miller, who had worked with Jonas Swain as a miller in Athlone. The Doyles had the mill at Millbrook and a corn store in Connett Street, where McNeil's pub is today. The mill was destroyed in an accidental fire in 1925 and lay in ruins until the early 1980s when it was restored by Neil O'Shea, a great-grandson of James Doyle, who had first taken over the mill in 1865. The mill and the Cornlaugh restaurant are still at the heart of Bailnamolia today. Maura Conway tells us about the history and activities of Bailnamolia's Ladies' Pitch and Putt Club. The owners, uh, Jackie Fallon and his wife, uh, were living on green fields and they established this beautiful uh, pitch and putt course. And in 1986, uh, they established the Ladies' Pitch and Putt Club with, I think, about six to seven members. We now have a membership of about 40. Uh, We meet uh, every Monday. We have two competitions, one in the morning at 10.30 and one in the evening at 7 o'clock for those who maybe are not uh, available during the day. I suppose years ago the membership would have been uh, women in their 20s. Nowadays we find it hard to get younger women, so our age profile might be slightly older than it would have been years ago. As part of our activities, we do uh, visit some of the pitch and put clubs around the area. We do Fairban, Kilbegan, Clara uh, once a year, where we, we compete uh, sometimes on our own, uh, trying out a new course, or sometimes, particularly with Kilbegan, we'll have a friendly match with them. Quite often we support a charity as part of that evening. It's um, a very, very friendly club, kind of people who are kind of there for fun, uh, while some of the players are very, very uh, good uh, players. I mean, they're, 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 they're kind of they're golfers, really. Uh, people like myself, who has never played sport, uh, were very welcomed. And uh, the older, the players who are more uh, senior in terms of being able to play, uh, do help people like me. Uh, you know, they're willing to share their skills and their expertise. So it, it's a very welcoming place. Also, it, it only takes an hour and a half to do 18 holes, whilst if you're trying to fit in golf, you're talking about at least four hours. So I, I think it's kind of appealing to people who do not have a huge amount of time. It's great exercise. It, it's kind of a sort of a hillish course. So... You know, it, it kind of suits people who want to kind of just stretch their legs a little bit more than just going for a walk. It's a community of, of women who come together from probably mostly uh, uh, women living in the town, but people like myself, I, I travel in from Glasson, uh, people come from Kiltoom, uh, Moydrum. Uh, so it, it's a community in that sense in that you're bringing together similar women of the same kind of age group uh, who do not want huge competition but want a nice friendly morning. We actually look forward to our Mondays. You know, you kind of get up on a Monday morning and kind of say, great, it's dry, we can go out and enjoy our game of pitch and put. 
Uh, I'm, I'm very, very keen to kind of encourage new people in. Uh, recently, we have started a game on Thursday morning at half past ten, and it's for people who are not necessarily members of our group. It's open to non-members, so we're saying come and try it. We supply free uh, golf clubs for uh, anybody who wants to try out the game rather than commit themselves to an expenditure. And we are kind of keen that people come along, try it out, and then if they like it, they can, they can join us. So it, it is an opportunity for anybody to have a go. Retired Bailnamolia teacher Mary Fitzpatrick reflects on how the area has changed over the last 40 years. I moved to Bailnamolia 40 years ago when it was a little country village with one shop and uh, practically no houses, uh, farmhouses round about. It was very quiet. Uh, I found that eerie in the beginning, and it was very dark. But by contrast now, it's all built up. Uh, great life round the place. Lovely night light that you can walk in the road, and totally different. And I must say, I love it now. Streetwise Athlone. Historical research and presentation by Garrod O'Brien. Additional research by Damien McCallum. Interviews by Amanda Gunning, Ursula Ledwith, Mel Ray, and Erica Follows Smith. Editing by Kyle McCallum. Produced by Amanda Gunning. The additional contributors to this episode were Maura Conway and Mary Fitzpatrick. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.